2: Food for thought, we're back. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean we're going to stop having fun. Welcome back, postseason edition, and we have a long-awaited, overdue special guest with us, Will Priester. Introduce him.
3: Listen, man, one of my good friends in the industry, uh, someone that's been around a long time, (laughs) folks, we are rolling out the red carpet. This man has been the host extraordinaire, dare I say the face. Of DFS show hosting over the past decade, we're getting close to a decade, a lot closer than you think. My good friend Dean seven eight nine zero four. If we want to get all technical, Dean with everybody, welcome Dean.
1: What's up, y'all? Very kind of you to have me on. I've been lobbying to, to jump on here. I've always kind of give you a hard time, like hey, where's my invite? I finally got my invite. You, you sent it out, and I'm like, yeah, well, let's do it. Let's knock this out. And you're bringing me in for the playoffs. We're not, we're not messing around. Uh, I think it has been about 10 years or so. I have done the math on it, but yeah, it's probably 10-ish. Yeah. Uh, the face thing is kind of scary. I apologize to the people. This is a not just audio, but a video as well. But uh, we'll start working out soon enough, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to, you, you know, I'm pro shenanigans. I'm pro nonsense. I love that stuff. And I was told that this is a pro shenanigans, pro nonsense show. So uh, yeah, I mean, you, you had me at shenanigans. You had me at nonsense. Let's do it.
2: Was it a real, oh, you never invite me? Or was it one of those where, oh, they'll never invite me anyway, so I don't have to worry about it? Well, it's like you want to be invited to the wedding, but
1: it's like, oh, no, I got to go to the wedding now? Oh, go, no. At least invite me to the wedding. But, like, you know, show me some respect. But now you, now you want me to put pants on? I got to put pants on to leave the house? Uh, no, I'm thrilled to be here, for, for sure. Well, good I'm, thing I'm we, very, you can only see excited. the
2: top half, though. It's good. <laughs> Well, but, now uh, you're stuck with us, and you have to party for an hour, so. Let's
1: do it, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, you you know, because I uh, I don't want to derail the show right at the gate, but I'm somebody that doesn't really have a ton of fandom anymore, right? You know, obviously, of course, I was a big sports fan when I was a kid growing up. Uh, I know we're going to talk a lot of NFL. I was a Houston Oilers fan, if you're going to date myself. I was a Houston Oilers fan. You know, Warren Moon, Hayward Jeffries, Ernest Gibbons, uh, you know, Ray Childress. I can kind of run them off if you want some more. Alonzo Highsmith. Um, Bubba McDaniel, there's one, there's a deep cut for the people out there, and the others they don't, they no longer exist. They do have incredible uniforms, by the way. Shout out to, to the Titans, spectacular throwbacks. Somebody's just like adopt those, they are gorgeous. Any event, um, I know both you guys who are talking pre show, like, you still legit have fandom, and not that you have fandom, you have fandom for terrible teams, and I respect that, yeah. and I feel bad for you, but I also, it's like, wow, look at you, you guys are still grinding it out, you still care. And like I, I'm kind of jealous. Like I, I, don't care anymore. Uh, I got other sports to some degree. I, I still care about my Heat. I care about the Florida Panthers, but you know my UCF Knights, uh, former national champions. Um, but uh, for football, it's just you know and the, and then the Oilers moved on. I, I didn't adopt the. Remember they went to Tennessee. I just I, I didn't cross over. I didn't get the new Houston Texans. Just couldn't. You couldn't force it. And so uh, I'm kind of a free agent. And I don't have any fandom anymore, but uh, it's interesting to hear people with fandom. So uh, I'm curious, and I know you guys are fired up because, again, both your teams are uh, a disaster—probably one Trained more back. so than the other. But
2: yeah, by all means. it's, Take it it's away. tough. It's tough. I mean, uh, well, I mean, we've seen me in person once or twice. I—we don't have to have a height discussion here, but I stopped growing at five seven. So i, I love playing basketball, and then you know, once <laughs> once you're fresh from your freshman year rolled around, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Well, so much for that. I realized that I was peaking at five foot seven. Genetics turns out is a thing, I suppose. Um, So I got into media, um, local media. But so you know, I found other ways to uh, get attached to sports. And yeah, atrocious teams. I mean, I grew up. uh, My I'm originally from New York, which is. I'm grandfathered in, literally grandfathered into a, a Yankees family. Thankfully, it's not Queens. Shout out to, to Craig. Thank, Thankfully, I'm out with Craig as a Mets fan. Uh, but then I moved to Pennsylvania when I was like five or six, and they still had the Knicks game on in PA. So I was a big John Starks guy. I love those 90s teams. You know, there are no fouls in the 90s. John Starks was like the modern day, uh, you know, Dylan Brooks, or, you know, no conscious, just kept sho- didn't shot him out of a few playoff games. Right. But I respected the guy that kept shooting threes when you're five years old. It's like, oh, let me watch this guy. Um. Then they blacked out the Knicks games when I moved to PA when I was young, and then you know, Allen Iverson's on TV. So naturally, I'm in kindergarten. I'm like, oh wow, Allen Iverson. So he's a lot of fun. Yeah. I wish my sports fandom was in the same city or state. And a lot of my friends give me crap, and it's like, oh, why are you a Titans fan? I'm like, I don't know. Like my family was all Giants fans, and one day I just wanted to spite them. I guess when I was younger, and I saw you know McNair and Eddie running people over on for for somehow a Titans game was on TV. I mean, they were good in the in the early days, you know, the early 2000s, late 90s, when they went over to Tennessee. Um, so maybe I was contrarian from the get go, right? I always wanted to be different. I was always always had that tournament mindset. But I, I mean, I have no regrets. Like, there's been some dark days as a Titans fan. They were going through a transition this season. Um, I lived through the process in Philadelphia. Um, you know, there's been. I mean, even the Yankees haven't been to a World Series in what over a decade. I mean, so. It, it's tough, and I think you know working in sports and doing this grind. I, I I am a little more detached than I probably like would have been if I wasn't you know not burnt out. But there are some days where you're like, eh, you know, just you know, I love what I love what I do. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it's uh, it's a lot of sports, and sometimes you know I tell my girlfriend, so can we just like not do sports? Or she's like, do you want to watch the game? I'm like, can we just like not watch the game tonight? You know what I mean. <laughs> It's good to unplug, uh, you know, you don't want to just,
1: the grind is great, and that's what we do, but, you know, every once in a while, taking a mental day off is uh, is, is good for me. But the, the world's smallest violinist playing for the Yankees, not winning a championship the last 10 years. Yeah. It's so sad. We, we feel bad for your Yankees.
2: Uh, balance, you, out my, balance out my Titans uh, fandom and my 76ers. <laughs> did now? you cry?
1: Did you cry watching Derrick Henry uh, and give, uh, give his speech at the, at the end of the game in front of the, basically an empty stadium, but uh i think he was essentially i don't know if he's retiring there's thoughts of him retiring out there it's basically assumed that he's no longer to be a
2: titan did you see the video of this by chance or no? yeah yeah no I, I it was a little emotional that one that one didn't get me but What's with it? I mean, he went off yesterday, guys. I mean, Derrick Henry, the offensive line decided to block on the last day of the season, right? Like, okay, let's wait 18 weeks to freaking play football up front. But so weird. I mean, even when Derek Jeter played his last game at Yankee Stadium, they were out of the playoffs, right? Meaningless game against Baltimore. The guy hits a freaking walk-off single, uh, you know, the run scores to end his career. So two really weird moments where two of my, like, personal icons growing up were playing completely freaking pointless games as their I've last I've got to interject here. I've no. got to interject. Derrick
3: Henry goes off, and he still doesn't clear my season-long number. <laughs> because he did absolutely, absolutely nothing for two or three games prior to that. I needed that game last week. Folks, got Derrick Henry at 11.75 and a half. He goes for 11.68 And he oh. was at 9.00. I said, you've got, to, you got to be kidding me. That's after one game where he ran for like 9 or 10 yards, one game where he ran for 30 yards. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is how it's going to end. Great. Sorry. Didn't mean to interject such a nice moment there, such a nice back and forth. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. Come because on, Derek.
2: Just that, run a couple more guys over for me, okay? Get me into the green. Case in point, front state, front center stage. This is why I'm a little more detached from <laughs> The beauty of sports than I would be <laughs> if I you know wasn't into what I'm what I do well, so well. That's kind of the worst
1: game of all time, right? He had the worst game of all time this season for a running back. Uh, the, the the least efficient game. He had like six catches for like one yard and like twenty rushes for like thirteen yards or something. I'm terrible. Some degree, but it was horrendous. It was um, well, let me see this though. <laughs> I think
3: I, I think that's important. It's something important to settle in about in terms of like our cuz we do have a job in sports right and so i will say and I, and you have to lucha dean i'm not sure i'm sure you have as well i've also had a job outside of sports in the financial industry and i loved it for a while but eventually i said this isn't it and i was doing well like that's it i was doing well now i was fortunate enough to be able to walk away you know so you know Thank God for that. I was fortunate to be a And so now I have a, a, a career that's built on sports in a different segment, but built on sports. And I love it. Now, just like I had to detach from my job and go on vacation, I do the same thing with this. Now, sometimes that vacation may be me, you know, splurging and, and, and doing a binge on a TV show on Amazon. And I just say, I'm not watching sports this week, like, or today or tomorrow. And I'm going to watch some movies you know, I, I like, believe it or not, I like the Hallmark channel because it's typically clean <laughs> TV. I like clean TV, by the way, because, you know, I just kind of keep my mind off the negative stuff. So, you know. Do you Hallmark, like the, the Christmas Hallmark,
1: movies? Okay. You, you mentioned Hallmark. you yeah. like those Hallmark Christmas movies or just uh, Hallmark in general? Please. What's that, Dean? Say that again, Dean? You mentioned uh, liking those Hallmark movies. I know, like, uh, around Christmas time, they roll out a bunch of Christmas movies where, like, you know, something happens. Oh, all man. Small yeah. Hallmark. I record it. Is, is that?
3: I, I've, your got <laughs> I've got them all on my DVR. I've got them all on my DVR, and I can watch them throughout the year. So, um, but but that's my unplug from sports. And you know, the other unplug is now. Look, my son plays basketball, so I get to go watch him play. Um, my uh, my, I coach girls basketball, so I, I'm kind of attached to sports in different ways but detaching from the work part of it like watching tv and then you know me and my wife we have a standing date night on fridays now when it's basketball season for my son we can't quite hang on to it as much because he's got games on fridays and we need to go support him but generally speaking like those are my moments to detach i even detach from the prop shop i'll tell him hey i'm out guys see you later tonight or and uh you know so that's my those are my mini vacations but in general, I, I totally get it. Like when you're in it every day, it can skew uh, how you feel about sitting down to, to watch a game or two.
1: You mentioned, by the way, you mentioned uh, streaming a show on Amazon. Is there something specific you're thinking of? I'm always curious So people are streaming. Is there something you're streaming? I, I'll ask uh, The Looch as well. What's the the last thing, the most current thing you've watched, you've streamed that you thought was uh, spectacular, that you'd love, that you'd recommend to the people?
3: Well, um... I did... I just watched Coach Prime because I had already watched season one. So I watched season two. But my next one that I'm about to fire up is Reacher. So I, I've already, you know, I watched Reacher season one. So Reacher season two is like on my list now. And that's something I'm probably going to slightly binge. Like I'm probably going to watch two or three episodes at a time. Um, and, you and you I, recommend I'll the I'll Prime show? Me. I
1: haven't seen it. I'm aware it exists, but I've not, I've not seen it.
3: Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah,
2: I've I've been... Rewatching some old things, not not straight through, but I've re- been rewatching a little bit of Entourage a little more uh, for some reason. Um, been going back a little bit. Um, what else? What else have I been throwing on lately? Hasn't been a lot of new stuff. I want to start uh, the Bear, right? I think I just saw Jordan Cooper tweet about it, and he it's was the best
1: like, show on TV. Best show yeah. on TV. Like it's amazing. It's really easy too, as far as um like. Knocking it out, there's only like eight episodes and ten episodes. They're on FX, and they're a half hour to hour, hour long, depending on – I know it just won a bunch of awards last night as well. for uh, was the Golden Globes, one of those uh, uh, awards uh, deals. But uh, I cannot recommend that show enough. It is incredible. I don't know if Will see it uh, from FX. You can pick it up on Hulu, but it is spectacular, especially if I... you work in the restaurant industry. Uh, if you work in the restaurant industry, I've never seen a, a show or a movie depict – the restaurant industry more accurately. Uh, there was a movie many, many, many years ago called Waiting, which was pretty funny, but it was kind of silly. Uh, I don't know if you saw Waiting with uh, Dane Cook and Ryan Reynolds. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Luis Guzman. I can run down the cast if you want for no particular reason. But uh, that's this is, like, an awesome depiction, and it's just a spectacular show. Uh, highly recommend. You put it on put it at the top of your queue, the bear.
2: I like Jeremy Allen White in Shameless. Like, when Shameless... Yeah. First started and I'd chalk up another series I, I didn't finish. The hour long episodes get me right. My attention span or something comes up. Like six, 60 minute episodes are tough to uh to, to catch up and, and run straight. Nobody there, finished like-
1: Shameless. It's like thirteen seasons or so like yeah. I don't think anybody ever finished Shameless, but I did watch like the first seven or eight or something like that. And that's a completely absurd show. And Will Will likes his clean TV, so he's not watching Shameless. So I was yeah, not ready yeah. We'll meet you in the,
2: the middle. It is a wild show.
1: There were yeah. crazy things. I mean, on. listen, I,
3: I watch I watch other stuff too, but I prefer to watch clean TV. Just keep myself in a, a nice, totally. nice, bubbly yeah. frame of I mind. I would not recommend like, channels to you. Know. Too. Yeah, but like for well, instance, but like I love political shows. So like I watch House of Cards stuff like that, which is totally not clean TV. If, if you know, yeah. but so I have my my moments. Like Reacher isn't going to be clean either. That's you know, it's actions, <laughs> It's going to be some killing, some hunting. You know, like. So I, I mostly try to watch clean TV, but, you know, I still like like there's certain things I'm, I'm going to watch and detective shows, uh political shows. Those are kind of my those are kind of my ones I go to when I'm not watching the nice stuff.
2: What, what's I, your, I, what's I'll, what's your favorite ahead. detective cop like mainstream TV show? There's a million of them, especially when there's no NFL season, you know, CBS, Fox, TBS. What's your favorite kind of, uh, you know. Blue Bloods, or like that. I'm gonna give
3: you one that's throwback. If you haven't watched it, it's not Blue Bloods. It's not that, but it's a slightly throwback. If you haven't watched it, Person of Interest. I've watched the whole season. Person of Interest is actually really good. Hmm. I'm aware Uh, of it. I can't say I've seen it before, though. Yeah, Person of Interest. Just check it out. It's it's good. That that was probably one of my top shows that, that I've watched if you want like slightly quirky clean detective TV like monk if you can if you can stumble through monk a bit like monk was <laughs> was super funny but but good um, so yeah that and those are some I've watched like all all the seasons so first of interest if you want to get like unique detective uh, type, and that's not it's not completely uh, copy but you know they're trying to prevent something bad from happening before it happens so they're trying to find he was a hypochondriac right is that the whole
1: he's a detective slash hypochondriac oh that was kind monk
3: of like- yeah monk yeah monk's like yeah monk's, monk's he's like he's got all these phobias but yeah. in person of interest person of interest is a little bit more serious where uh they're trying to uh d- uh find people and prevent them from being like killed or kidnapped or something like that before it happens. So they 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 have this program, and it says, "Okay, this person is probably on the verge of something bad happening." And so there's these they, they kind of work in the dark, if you will, and try to prevent it from that. So that's what I say. Just check it out;
1: it's it's cool. Personal adventures. You are looking forward to uh, the new the new season of True Detective? You ever, ever get the True Detective series on HBO? They're, uh you know, every single no, season is different, I new haven't. cast. Yeah. You've heard no, of True no,
3: Detective. So true. Oh, yeah, I've heard yeah. of it for sure.
1: Yeah, just yeah. haven't been into it. Uh, yeah, like the, the McConaughey, Hey Woody Harrell season's pretty popular. Pretty popular. And the Fargo's uh, show on uh, FX, similar to, to, to True Detective, where they just, every single season's a new season, new cast, new story, and all that. The uh, fifth season or so is going on right now, and it's actually very good. I've been enjoying it. But uh, again, I, I am derailing the show. All I'm right. just talking television now, uh, Luch. I apologize. We haven't for, been like, recording. Oh my god.
2: Dean big on TV film tweet at him. Dean tweets back. That's what I love about you Dean. You oh. can clap back on Twitter, you know? No, sure, no response. Sure. We have no responses left we behind.
3: We haven't <laughs> been recording. No, I'm I'm serious. We haven't hit the record button. No, it's recording. Are you serious? It's recording? Yeah, we're on the air, my friend. Oh. Welcome back. Oh. I don't see it on mine. Interesting. Okay. Why well, see it on mine? Your- you
1: we're at 17 minutes and 44 it. seconds to get all technical and precise all
3: right well cool as long as you guys can see it, <laughs> it, it it's still telling me to record and i was like oh we're not recording this is crazy well folks welcome to the world of producing your own shows we've got different views here uh <laughs> back to you luch
2: well now now everyone you can tell chief is the same exact person off the air as he, you know as he is on the air and that's super genuine and uh Gotta keep I you on I'm your toes, fine. I guess. We're not pranking you. We really are live. So, anyway, since we talked uh, everything but football and and uh, you know believe believe it or not, sports aren't our only interest here. Give them the rundown, Chief, since you're live, by the way. Give us the rundown.
3: <laughs> here we go. Week 18 no faith league. Yeah, week 18. Only going to cover the games that matter. We're hopping back to Saturday. Texans hopped in. We had faith in the Texans. Texans come through 23-19, headed to the playoffs. Talk about no-faith league, lose. We're going to Tennessee, your beloved Titans. We were thinking, hey, the Jaguars win, they're in. Guess what? They did not win. Quintessential no-faith league this season. Going to another game that did matter until another one closed out. Saints stomped the Falcons, 48-17, but to no avail. Buccaneers squeeze out of Carolina, 9-0. NFC South champs. Looks like they're going to be hosting a playoff game, not against the Cowboys, folks, against the Eagles, who have fallen off of a cliff. Lions did their thing. Now they think they creeped up to the, what, two seed, if I'm not mistaken. I think by the Eagles losing, the Lions bumped up a little bit. Either way, doesn't matter. Packers win, and they're in. Beat the Bears 17-9. to Cowboys thrashed, throttled the commanders 38-10 to like we thought they would. Eagles roll into New York. Folks, they caught the beatdown. little scare with A.J. Brown. Another scare with Jalen Hurts, who seems to have been hurt most of this season. They go down 27-10. to 10. And then the Seahawks obviously beat the Cardinals, but they do not get in. Biggest one of the week, I think. Bills. Dolphins. Dolphins in control of the game. Give up a kick return for a touchdown. Josh Allen scores one late. Tua throws another interception. Dolphins go down 21-14. Been in control of the AFC East all season long. And for all the marbles, lose it at the end. My good friend Luke has a couple Bill's Super Bowl tickets. And not tickets to the game. I'm talking about wager tickets, folks. Caught him at really good plus money. I think he's feeling good about those tickets. If they get out of the first round, Luch, might be thinking about a cash out because he should be profitable. If they get to the AFC Championship game, might be time to hit that cash out button. Uh, That is our No Faith League recap. Of course, we're going to talk about the Eagles. No bigger flop than Philadelphia on Sunday against the Tyrod Taylor-led New York Giants.
2: No mention of the Sam Darnold Carson Wentz matchup. I thought you thought that would have made the list.
3: Oh, that, that game wasn't important. They get, it was fun though. Those guys, it was fun, but guess what? We won't see a drop of those guys in the playoffs unless somebody gets hurt. I understand. But it was fun. You're right. You're right. You said Dan fun.
1: Campbell did his thing and can we, could we just, I know this isn't like a hot take, but like, what are we doing, Dan Campbell? Like, you can be football guy. You can be football guy and math guy. You don't have to choose. You don't have to be one or the other. You could be both. I know, like, if you type in the chat, GPT, what does a football guy look like and sound like? Dan Campbell is, like, the first thing that pops up, right? It, it'll it'll produce Dan Campbell, and, it, you know, he's biting his kneecaps and all that. But you could still be tough football guy and say, you know what? Let's be smart and not play the players that actually matter in a completely meaningless game. I know there was a 3%, 4% chance that. If Dallas loses and if Philadelphia loses to two bad, you know, inferior teams, but what are we doing here? And have we learned nothing from the Chargers? The Chargers hurt Mike Williams in the same situation last year, and this isn't result based thinking. Like this was beforehand. This is before it happened. Um, I I can't believe. And supposedly, like he came out and said maybe the injury's not as severe. Like we'll see. He was carted off. Well, no, it, does, uh, it doesn't matter though, Dean. And you're absolutely right. Matter. That's right. It doesn't yeah. matter because he's hurt. Well, it doesn't matter because, like, process versus results. The process was bad. Uh, Laporta, yes. we're talking about Laporta being injured. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's not a sign of weakness to say, you know what? And he played Amon on Raw, and he played, he played all the guys, and they got through it. I, I think everybody got through it, with the exception of Laporta. But like, that's not the point. The, the upside versus downside.
2: Um, one just, one just entire after. one entire week after. He didn't kick the field goal from the seven. Like, great decisions the last eight days, man. And and I like, I mean. Don't get me started about last week in that. Like, don't even get me started. Just the just, field goal,
3: Dean, I don't know if you listen to this show. The field goal conversation will really get my blood boiling because these idiot coaches don't pick enough of them because the guy in the box says, hey, go for it on fourth and 35 on your own one-yard line because you can get it. Idiot. So, uh, All right. Sorry. Sorry, Luke. Sorry. I'll just you know say I this. I heard this. somebody
1: Continue. I heard somebody suggest this. Um, like maybe he wanted to just get out of that game, win or lose, and just not want to go over time. But like and then it's like, oh okay, maybe that's the thought process, not wanting to grind his team, yada yada. There wasn't much to gain. You win the game, lose the game. But like then the next week he's playing his players in meaningless games. So I that that those two what things contradict. It, 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 def- you know, silly silly in his
2: defense home field would have been huge I mean for, for most of the playoffs I I mean we'll, we'll get to the look ahead when we talk Rams Lions interesting game for sure uh but you know in the yeah, we'll just you know we'll talk on the on the Lions real quick I, and it's and Sam Laporta matters a lot like yeah he's the he's the red zone guy on this team and they might be able to get away with it against the Rams using their you know smash and dash Jameer Gibbs David Montgomery and we know Campbell and, and Ben Johnson have no issues running the ball 35 times a game, even when it's not really working. Um, but eventually you're going to have to throw the football, and that's just a huge blow. Uh, LaPorta is just a huge blow. And, and no disrespect to Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, but you know, coverage is going to be a little more bracketed towards the Amonra-St. Brown side of the field now without LaPorta running down the middle.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just, again, uh, and you can't compare those two. Obviously, D- different builds, different type of player. Uh, LaPorta, a great red zone target. Uh, it would be a massive loss for them. Of course, we have Stafford coming back. It sets up perfectly. Stafford versus yeah. Goff. Uh, and I don't know if we're digging into the games just yet, but um, th- that's one of the more interesting ones for me. Big total. It's nice to see some big totals this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some bad defenses. There's a lot of bad defenses yes. in the league. Uh, Not quite yet. We
2: usually usually do a look ahead in the second half, but sometimes just flows into what we're talking about. But you mentioned you know, Dan Campbell doing his thing, and. You know, this might go hand in hand with some coaching changes, which we'll hit on at the end of the show too. But doesn't Mike Rabel just seem like the evolved form of Dan Campbell, right? Like, you know. Uh, what's the Pokemon like? You know, Charmander, Charizard. is like one of those situations. And and Chief and I like that. We talk about the Lions on the show a lot. We like the team. We like the talent. It's it's a good story. Like awesome for the franchise to get out of the toilet. And they're very competent. They're good. They're more than competent. They're kind of in this glob of tier two teams we talk about on the show where the range of outcomes is is pretty wide. I wouldn't be shocked if they made a deep run if they get the right matchups. Um, also wouldn't be shocked if they were one and done. But I just feel like. And, and Dan Campbell, great motivator, awesome. Like players want to play for him. But other than that, it kind of the same. You know, breath. The difference between Campbell and a guy like Mike Vrabel is Vrabel knows how to manage in-game situations. You know, he's top tier in those. In those, he knows the rule book. He knows everything. I, I'm, I'm anything's possible. But I guarantee you, if Mike Vrabel was running that Dan Campbell play, uh, to end the game. I don't think we'd see an issue. Uh, I know that's a big speculative uh, statement here, but uh probably again, right on cue like uh, their ceiling's kind of limited with dan campbell I just
1: five man. minutes ago right on cue five minutes ago on the twitter i guess campbell said laporta has an outside shot at playing in the wild card game yeah that doesn't sound very promising to me but uh you know it's just monday sure it uh giving some roll. i don't know if anything's broken or not but uh Whatever. He should not be in this situation, is the point. But
2: go ahead, continue. Yeah. No, I mean, like, we had, we had a couple of games that mattered for the playoffs, and, and yeah, we'll get to Bills, Miami for sure. But I mean, ugly football game on Saturday, Chief. But Pittsburgh knocking off Baltimore. Uh, they didn't come out unscathed, though. Looks like Mr. Watt's going to be out a couple of games and just uh, a brutal, a brutal piece to miss uh, to the Steelers' puzzle as they try to get an upset win, uh, which will be in Buffalo. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about Mason Rudolph. I don't, you know, I think Pittsburgh's going into 2024 without a quarterback. That's any good. But, hey, they're here. The Titans knocked off Jacksonville. Frauds, by the way. Um, And what was the other? Oh, yeah, they would have needed Miami to win. So, uh, thankfully for Pittsburgh and their fans, my Titans somehow took care of this. But, I mean, hey, Steelers made the playoffs. Mike Tomlin keeps winning. You know, there's the, the story for much of the season was Pittsburgh getting outgained every game, outgained, outgained, outgained. Uh, but Mason Rudolph is, is the spark. Are, are they one and done, Chief? What's the deal with the Steelers?
3: Listen, they're one and done. The Steelers aren't coming out of Buffalo with the win. So, P.J. Watt might as well not, might as well not even suit up Sunday. Just, <laughs> just stay on the sidelines. Keep yourself warm. You know, be the rah-rah guy. Because you guys aren't winning this game anyway. And it's not because... Look, if they had more talent, I, I'd have a little bit more belief. But, I mean, now now defensive players are going down. It's just – it's like, and, look, my dad's a huge Steelers fan. Long gone are the Steel Curtain and Franco Harris and Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Hines Ward, um, you know, uh, the likes. Like, the, the, these guys are not there. And it's not like they don't have comparable – Talent on offense, but the quarterback position just is just leaving a lot to be desired. And if you're telling me you got to go into Buffalo and beat Josh Allen and go blow for blow right now, I don't I don't see it. Um, you know, listen, hats off to Mike Tomlin. He keeps saving his job every year. Like, how, how can they run him out of the door when he just and really he's winning with nothing? Say what you want. He's winning with way less talent than some of these other teams in his division. Think think about who he has to go up against in his division. He's got Lamar Jackson. He's got Joe Burrow when he's healthy. He's got Joe Flacco, because Deshaun Watson didn't play this season, basically. And then it's his quarterback. And and all of his quarterbacks this season were awful. He had to cycle through Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph just to get to the playoffs. He had to deal with this whole Matt Canada high school football play calling <laughs> debacle, and yet they still get in. Like, imagine if he had a, a better court. Let, let me say this, for all intents and purposes. Do we think the Steelers are better if they have a guy like Justin Fields at quarterback? Seriously. Like, like, seriously. I know Justin Fields was only throwing for like 150 yards in Chicago. But my question is: Do we think Justin Fields is better than any quarterback they've had this season? And if the answer is yes, the Steelers probably aren't even in this position. They're probably like a number two seed in their own division. They, they're probably over the Browns. They're probably over Cincinnati this year with Burrow hurt. My point is, Mike Tomlin keeps getting it done with less and less, and less. even with the aging Ben Roethlisberger, he was getting into the playoffs. <laughs> and I know they're calling for Tomlin's job, but come on, man!
1: Like. Why? I haven't heard that. I, yeah. I don't really plug in on those kind of shows, but like he's been if there's one knock, if you're gonna knock Tom up for anything, is that like he's never really rebuilt. Like he's never fallen on his face and like been like one in fifteen, and like now we got the number one quarterback and the number one pick. Like he's almost being punished for his success. What what's what's his run of yeah. like number number of years in a row where he's won at least eight or nine games? It's absurd. Uh I've I always thought he hasn't was, had like, a losing he, season, he's he underrated by anything. Uh, and just yeah, what Pittsburgh never had a losing season. Hemen is a, was a Chuck Knoll. They've had the same, like two quarterbacks for like the last two two coaches for the last fifty years or something silly like that, which is insane. Like that's unheard of uh, in in sports. Uh, it's just an incredible run, and he, you know, and he had to uh, you know come after a legend, and he's made himself a legend himself. And I yeah, if there's anything, if there's one knock, he just kind of like Pittsburgh. They've overachieved they're 10 and 7, and that kind of speaks to the parody of the league, too. They very easily could be seven and ten. Like, are you gonna sit here and tell me that you're you're confident the Steelers are better than the Colts? The nine and eight Colts? Are you gonna tell me they're that they're distinctly better than the nine and eight Jaguars or the nine and eight Bengals? No, not with this so. roster, not at all. And that's By the what way, I'm
3: saying. Like coaching. Yeah. Wow.
2: I I just officially associate Mike Tomlin with Jacoby Jones. And tripping him during the kick return in like 2013. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just so funny. <laughs> you don't
1: you, you haven't forgiven him for that?
2: I mean, I forgive him, but it was it was a bold move. It's a bold move, it's bold strategy. Yeah. By the um, way, I don't you've
1: noticed the uh, that that game in Buffalo, the line has plummeted. Apparently, the weather is gonna be a disaster. It's only Monday. I'm sure Roth will be over this. Uh the line opened at 43. And it's down to half a half. Thirty-five.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, it's it's, I have failed.
1: I have failed.
3: Oh, I feel so bad.
2: All, all, all bets are off. All bets are off in weather debacles, man. Like, I think that's good for Pittsburgh, to be honest. Like, I do. And, too. You, know, you just I make it a too. make it a
1: slog, and Pittsburgh can run the ball. You, I agree. 100%. Now, all of a sudden, Josh Allen can't throw, and then and, and, and Bruno already can't throw. Like that's that's how that is. That's just,
3: he's okay. going to the super game. Power away. So now here's the next best option to take in this game if the weather's that bad. Got to be Pittsburgh plus 10. Got
1: to be. That, yeah, that's the weird thing is they've gained – they've gained points. They opened as a 7.5-point dog, and now they're a 10-point dog, or not a 9.5-point dog, depending on where you're shopping. I, I'm going
3: um, to grab that right now. Like, that that feels like the right grade.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm with 10. you. I'll have to look at it. But uh, Kevin Roth posted – Uh, on on SAO earlier on Monday about taking the under 38 and a half, I believe it was. So Roth is pretty money with his uh, weather uh, total picks. I I I definitely want to get into a look ahead. So just so I don't neglect anything we missed over the weekend, like we can even make this a two, three minute segment, but CJ Stroud, Houston in over Indianapolis on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew. I mean, he he did what he could this season uh, the Colts probably overachieved like even with anthony richardson and they went nine and eight i would think most people would say hey hell of a season yeah Uh, impressive for indy dealing with that you know jonathan taylor almost had 200 yards on the ground against a texans team that uh was allowing the lowest number of yards before contact i believe so i mean cj stroud man i I wish that team had a healthy tank dell because that would be really fun to watch and moving forward but uh, dean what were your thoughts on houston indy was this the outcome you expected
1: yeah, I mean, like sometimes it just comes down to like who's got the better quarterback. And I think it's kind of sort of came down to who's got the better quarterback in this game. I love like we don't see it enough this year. And like I'm not like the, the dig in the dirt, ner- the, the, the you know, hand to hand in the dirt kind of guy. Uh, you know, I, it feels like we've seen less like bombs this year, just less, you know, drop back and throw it 60 yards down the field. I know Stroud like would have like broken the record for the longest completed pass. I'm, like uh, if it didn't, it uh, wasn't taken away uh, due to penalty. But that guy, he's got a rocket. And I I'm, some, I'm somebody that has like no I don't watch college football. So I just I I'm okay. Who's this guy Stroud? Uh and in the wait, hold on, the guy in Carolina is supposed to be better. That's interesting. Okay. I don't mean to rub that one. I mean, that's gotta be like the it would drive. I mean, I, I was like, if I had if I still had Carolina fandom and I don't want to I don't want to do this, G Will, but like you know, it's one of the worst trades. I mean, we'll see. It's still early, but it feels like one of the worst trades in our lifetime. Uh not let, even let me just right. that.
3: real quick, Real quick, V <laughs> Yeah. Real quick, Dean. And then, and then I want you to press the resume button on this. Yeah. As a Car- as a Carolina fan, and I'm saying this genuinely, yeah. I am so glad CJ Stroud did not come to Carolina to this stupid, idiotic situation. I'm actually ecstatic. He went to Houston because trust I can t- I can assure you, if he comes to Carolina, he is bright young. And I don't mean that. Much. It's it's. Ugly in Carolina right it's now. It's the stench and of the sorry. organization.
1: Is that what you're saying? The or it's just the stench I, of the organization. I, I am
3: absolutely saying that. I, I think it's the organization. Do I yeah. think Brown Young is better than CJ Stroud? No, but do I think Brown Young could have had a better season if he had a better situation? Yes. Back I, to you, Dean.
1: Yeah, so I, I love it. I, I mean, I love Stroud. I, I, I also I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, it's not his fault. It's not his own doing. But. Like he's made it so much harder for every quarterback coming in as a rookie going forward because he's like the benchmark. Everybody's going to be like, well, I mean, you know, okay, sure. This guy's, you know, not a complete disaster, but he's not like Stroud. Well, nobody's like this. It's not, he didn't have like a, a great rookie season. He had like a MVP level season. It's not fair to, to whatever quarterback uh, when Penix is coming in or whatever. Like if you're going to start comparing him to Stroud's season, it's not going to happen. Like he's in the 99th percentile, you know, and of course I'm sure Whoa. shows will do that. But uh go ahead. Let me
3: say one more thing because I, I want you to get in here. Here's what I here's what I do think, though. I think the gap between the college scheme and the NFL scheme is closing. And the re- there's, there's a couple of reasons for this, but I think one of it is teams want to play faster. They want the game to be exciting. Most teams aren't playing three yards in a cloud of dust anymore. Most teams aren't lining up on the center as much as a, as a base offense. So, and and then it even trickles down to high school. So if you come and watch high school football, you're not seeing a lot of under center handoffs. You're seeing spread, you know, trips and a lot of shotgun offense. And so kids go from shotgun offense in high school to shotgun offense in college to shotgun offense in the NFL. So, so the gap between the skill levels. Look, we still haven't seen it. Don't get me wrong; like you still got to be good. And you got to, you know, know the playbook and all of that. But this is why I think teams that understand they need to build around their quarterback and then get them get the other concepts going later. Look at all the teams that decide, hey, we're going to go full blown shotgun. We're going to give them what we like or what they know to do, and then we'll keep introducing, introducing, introducing. And by the time they're in their third and fourth year they should be spectacular. And so I think when we see Stroud, I think we see a team that's been smart enough to handle him uh, like he should have been handled. So, so and what when I, when I say that, I say this, Dean, in college, guess what these quarterbacks do when a defense gives them a certain look? They take shots. So why do they come in the NFL, they're rookies, and they say, no, we want you to throw it five yards down the field, let's just be safe. No, Stroud, they say, hey, man, you see this look? We're taking a shot, hit the play, and let's go for it. And he's hit the shots. And that's how they're used to playing football. Even in high school, Dean, when, when, when you've got an elite quarterback in high school, they take shots all game because they know, hey, this corner can't cover my best wide receiver. He can't cover this scheme. He can't cover this route combination. So if they give us this single high, look, we're going to take our shot. And he, they've done it over and over. And I'm not sure if you watched the game, Dean. First play of the game was a shot. And it was a well, touchdown. That's and what I that's was getting, getting at. The tone. It's like, come on. But we spoon feed these quarterbacks because the coordinators want to be geniuses. Don't make a name for yourself. Make a name for the quarterback and you'll get all the calls you want. All right, back to you. I'm sorry, but I'm going no, to dial it
1: back I in. You're good. I was getting to that. To uh, like, first play of the game, like 60 yard, whatever it was in the air, the air runs. It was insane. He's got a rocket. And like, and we've seen, like, a Josh Allen every once in a while will throw, like, a 70, 65-yard pass, you know, 60-yard pass to Diggs, and he overthrew him uh, last night if you watch the game versus Miami. But, like, we don't see this enough. Why don't we see enough deep passes? I don't understand. Like, the upside of a deep pass is incredible. And if, it, if it's a drop, whatever, it's like a three-yard run or a two-yard run. The difference between, like, you know, third and ten and third and eight is incremental. Um, or, like, you know, a little screen pass that goes nowhere. I don't understand. and Again, I don't pretend to be the guy that knows the X's and the O's, and I think they're playing more like cover two, cover three, more shell stuff, where it's more difficult to throw deep. I don't know, Luch, if you're, a, you know, you got your hand in the dirt, but I, I, I don't know why we don't see that enough because it feels like if I was a, you know, if I'm playing Madden, <laughs> I'm taking, give, give me five deep, deep shots a game. Like, why can't we do this, especially with the dudes that have rockets? And you know, who, uh,
2: you know who had the highest deep throw percentage in the league out of anybody who started, like. Competent number of games. Flacco? Will Levis. <laughs> Will <laughs> yeah. Levis. Yeah, it's first. Oh, the first man. Oh, game. don't <laughs> do this. Don't do this.
3: No, we're not. Do we're not
2: I don't want to – I mean, all I'm going to say – I don't
3: want you to make yourself cry when you get off this pod. That's what I mean. Don't, I don't do this to it. yourself. <laughs> Will what?
2: Levis.
3: If Will Levis started the whole season, Tennessee may have actually made the playoffs. By, oh, by the like, time you got to week eight – he why look in the incredible.
2: past i'm i'm just happy to have someone with a rocket 100 million in cap space will they have mike bable i don't know but i think this season more than any other season it has been very evident i don't know if everybody every year like you talk about grooming you know Foot, peewee level football players in a high school, college. I don't know if everybody's getting better and more athletic and smarter and there's more tape and ways to study. There, there is, objectively. There's so many more ways to prepare physically and mentally than there was 10, 20, 30 years ago even, right? I mean, there are ways to train around the clock, no matter how you're doing it. But this year, and I don't want to make excuses for anyone, but it's been more evident that in this 2023-24 level of NFL football, You need more than just an elite quarterback's not good enough. You need a coach. You need, you know, good skill players, or you you at least need two of those three things to succeed. Uh, And an offensive line is, like, offensive line kind of spearheads the skill position group. I mean, that is the sole reason Minnesota was basically playing for a little bit of postseason hope in the last year. They've bookend bookend linemen up front. No Kirk Cousins. You're starting Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins. Josh Dobbs, Jefferson's missing two months. Alexander Madison's a flop, 180 carries, no touchdowns this year, by the way. Pretty impressive. Um, don't, don't you know, get me started with home. the
1: incentives for uh I somebody was pumping uh, Madison. Oh, he needs 125 yards and get you know the last game of the season. Why would they reward this guy? He already was overpaid, he was terrible all season long. They clearly like Chandler more, they want to see what they have in Chandler. But yeah let's do our best to reward the guy who's been horrendous for us all season long but uh, never mind i don't i don't want to derail
2: no I, but i just i mean you look around the league and it, it, generational quarterbacks just aren't good enough anymore not making any excuse for kansas city mahomes is probably the best talent most talented quarterback in the league no weapons travis kelsey's old They they're not good offensively right um their line's okay but there's there's problems there um you know obviously Trevor Lawrence, I don't know what his excuse is. He's the anomaly here. I don't know if he's the guy. He's obviously injured, but this was supposed to be the ascending year, you know, where they took that division. But oh no, here are the Colts and here are the Texans um, knocking on the door. Joe Flacco, I don't, I, I, anomaly maybe, but when you go to from the disgruntled Jets organization, who had absolutely nothing, put some skill players around him. Now he's playing Cleveland in the playoffs, it's just really hard to believe. Um, Jalen Hurts, most of the issue in Philadelphia. Play calling's terrible. Look at A.J. Brown's route tree running nothing over the middle, not utilizing their players. Jalen Hurts, skill players, not enough to make Philadelphia good at football right now. So, you know, it's just in this style, this new era of the NFL, like you need more than Josh Allen to carry you to a Super Bowl. You need more than just Patrick Mahomes uh, and a good coach to carry you to a Super Bowl. And again, this sounds like I'm just making excuses for good quarterbacks, but it's just There's so much more that needs to be cohesively, you know, working together anymore than just having the guy. And um, I I think it's showing more than ever this year. And geez, I mean, Cleveland, that's who Houston has, and I I don't even know how to evaluate that game. I don't. I don't know. I'm going to tell you how we're going to evaluate that game. This so, and I'm not
3: saying this to be funny. I'm saying this to be accurate. Dean, I think you'll agree with me. Lutz, I think you will. The Cleveland-Houston game might be one of the most exciting games we see all playoffs, and that's not an exaggeration because Joe Flacco will take his shots, and C.J. Stroud is going to take his shots. And you want to see the difference between taking shots and playing a pedestrian style of football? Look at Joe Flacco in Cleveland. The minute he stepped into the game and started pushing the ball down the field, the scoring went up. It was exciting. The, The defense, look, adrenaline, there's something about adrenaline That you can't quantify. But when old man Joe Flacco is walking on the field, throwing deep shots to to his tight end, and he's waltzing in for touchdowns, and Amari Cooper's got almost a 300 yard receiving yard game. And he's what do you think that does for the defense on the other side when they see, oh my gosh, the offense is humming? We've got to go do our job. And the adrenaline and and the mojo gets going, and the moxie gets going. And I, I heard them talk about when Joe Flacco walks in the locker room, these guys listen. Why? Because they know, number one, he's been illegal out, but he's producing. And this offense took a totally different turn. Cleveland, you guys know how I feel about Cleveland. If you don't, um uh, Dean Lutz does. They lose Nick Chubb, who was basically their offense at one point, or, or the, pin, the pin in their offense. Deshaun Watson goes down. They lose two other quarterbacks. Joe Flacco comes in, and suddenly the offense gets better. Incredible. Why? because they got aggressive. They didn't rely on just turning around, handing the ball off. They started pushing the ball downfield. Then Joku got better. Eli- Elijah uh, Mitch, not Elijah Mitchell.
1: Moore. Uh,
3: Elijah Moore got better. Amari Cooper, for all intents and purposes. This offense got better because they pushed the ball down the field. Luke, you know this. If you start taking shots and you start hitting shots, then what's going to happen to the linebackers? They're going to say, hey, we got to get more guys in coverage. Now what are you going to be able to do? It's a numbers game. They're going to be able to run the football. Then what else are you going to be able to do? You're going to be able to get the play action because now you can run the football and throw the football. What's going to happen? Tight ends are going to start popping down the seams because they're playing stupid cover, two, and he's just going to hit them between the linebacker and the safety. Like It's so many things that happen when the team knows you can take shots. So what else do they do, Luce? They say, okay, well, we got to cover up the top. So maybe they go to some form of a quarters, And then now you've got all the underneath, and it's a guessing game. And thats I know that's probably some of the hand-in-the-dirt stuff, Dean. But my point is, the more you can push the ball down the field, the better advantage you're going to have because the defense at some point has to try to make adjustments, and the adjustments will fail. Why is Tyreek Hill the greatest weapon in football? Because he can take the top. Off the defense. Then what do they do, Dean? They back off. They give him the short stuff, and he just runs for 30 yards anyway. This is the formula. But we want to still be 1950s. Like, evolve coordinators. Evolve. Push the ball.
1: Down the field. I'm done. You mentioned the uh, Chubb, and, you know, like, it's like, oh, the season just flew by. I, the season – how long ago does that chub injury feel? Oh, my God. Like, I almost forgot – that's right. Oh, yeah. Chubb got a hurt this year. I forgot that happened. Uh, I forgot. Yes. I was like, oh, they are yeah. running back in the league. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's what, That guy was spectacular. I hope he comes back as a full recovery. What a weird and wild, like, the ebbs and flows of the Cleveland season is insane. If they somehow make like, a run, like, their DVD, I don't know if they still make DVDs, but like, their 30 for 30 or whatever <laughs> would be amazing. Just uh, the ebbs and flows Can of their season. Can you imagine
3: if Nick Chubb was actually in this offense, though?
1: They, like, they,
3: Honestly, if Nick Chubb is in his offense, they might actually be unstoppable right now. And I I don't think that's an exaggeration. I I think they'd be better than Baltimore. And I'm saying that confidently. I think Kevin Stefanski should be the coach of the year. I know they're probably going to give it to D'Amico Ryans. And I totally get that because that team just is resurrected overnight. But the job that Stefanski has done with this Cleveland team and all the turmoil, and losing three quarterbacks, and then winning and getting into the playoffs convincingly. They didn't squeak in. They're in convincingly with Joe Flacco. I think Stefanski's the coach of the year. I know it's probably going to rhyme. I'll say it again. But Stefanski should have it. He's done a magnificent job with this organization and this team with all the setbacks, in every in every facet, setbacks. And they're 11 and 5 going into the playoffs or 11 and 6, whatever it is. Incredible job by him this season. I, I can just I'm done see, again. I'm not going to interrupt you
2: guys. 25 years and now, there's a 25 cent dusty DVD cover that says Cleveland Browns <laughs> Joe Flacco of the Year on like some dusty picnic table. All right, like <laughs> waiting for somebody to pick up. Uh, listen, just for time purposes. Tampa Bay took care of business 9 to nothing against the Carolina Panthers in an area play. Hit, hit Tampa blow for Bay right now. Game. Um hold on, hold on. We can we can, we're going to pair Tampa Bay in with Philly when they play each other because I know we have a lot to say about both teams, but just so we don't go way over an hour, we'll just hit that game and talk about what happened last week because Green Bay also took care of business. Jordan love playing good football. They're playing Dallas this coming week. You know we'll cover Green Bay. We'll cover Dallas. Dallas, who also took care of business, slept walk through the Commanders here. But the one, you know, the one game, prime time, probably the most exciting game. I do want to spend five minutes on before we look ahead and talk about these other teams. The Bills in Miami, and I, I just, I guess, I wouldn't be surprised if either team won that game by two touchdowns because of all the crazy plays and all the variants and all the miscues and things that could have happened. If that game was two touchdowns either way, it wouldn't have shocked me um Josh Allen was Josh Allen did Josh Allen things and you know I just I know Miami was missing parts I know Jalen Waddle was out I know you know Mostert was out I know they're really banged up on defense that was a game they were in control of late in the game as Chief said earlier in the podcast and and Buffalo's not a juggernaut I know everyone's jumping on the bandwagon me like I'm not on the bandwagon but I'm rooting for them because I have a 35 to 1 ticket on them and they're they're six to one now but I still don't think they're a a top, you know, a tier one team. We do these food for thought tiers and our tier one consists of Baltimore and San Francisco because they find ways to lose games. They Sean McDermott is incompetent. I'm sorry. Like some of the worst clock management and decision-making I've ever seen this year. He said some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard come out of a coach's mouth this year. And uh, you know, that's one of the major aspects I just talked about where I don't know if it's good enough to just have Josh Allen win a super bowl. But that being said, uh, it's a pretty volatile season, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Buffalo got to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost in a weather game this week either. So, I mean, Buffalo getting home feels pretty big over Miami. That, that's, that's the big storyline here. Uh, Dean, I'll throw it over to you. Like, you know, second half of that game, did you think Miami was going to close it out?
1: Uh, no, I, I thought I, I – uh, so, okay. I My friends, my group of friends, uh, kind of my inner circle, I guess you would say, I'm I'm a South Florida guy, so a lot of my friends are rooting for the Dolphins, and like I'm on like a text message thread where they're all like tilting the Dolphins, uh, and I just put it on mute. I can't sit there and listen. And, compl- and then you know, speaking of homerism and that the, that that kind of thing, uh, or fandom, just kind of a throwback to that conversation to start. Um, but I bet the Bills before the game. I I thought the Bills were the better team, uh, just as long as uh, Josh Allen doesn't keep goofing up. and he did good. he did his best. He kept goofing up. Um, the play before the interception and like the first drive, but there's a very clear pass interference they didn't call, but whatever. Uh they did get lucky, you know, in the special teams. I guess you can say to run back a 95 yard touchdown. But I think Buffalo is the better team. I think both teams are majorly flawed, especially defensively. Um Miami is just a disaster defensively with all their injuries. Buffalo at every level, right, has at least one guy, one of their key guys up front, in the middle, in the back. Um, but can they make the Super Bowl? Of course they can. Why? Because somebody has to. Somebody, like, none of them, you can't, all of them can't lose. Somebody has to make it to the Super Bowl. You have to sim it out. And while I think Baltimore and San Fran are, like, in the, their own tier, like, how many legit, like, good teams are there? How many teams are you really, like, wow, that's a great football team? It's all about parity now. Like, 20 to 25 of these teams are basically the same. Uh, So I think Buffalo can certainly knock off Baltimore. I think they'll get past Pittsburgh. We'll see. Stay tuned. But, um. Yeah, Allen is a force. Uh, you know, and the digs thing is kind of weird. How I don't why is he coming off so many plays? At least he was the last several weeks. Like in like important plays too. Like when the plays matter for some reason coming off the field, uh, there's already rumors that he might be gone next season. We'll see. Gabe Davis getting hurt. My uh oh, I had a ton of Gabe Davis overs yesterday. You know, I, I sent uh I sent a tweet to FanDuel and DraftKings. I said, look, this guy got hurt. Can you void my ticket? And you know what? They didn't. Could you believe that? The fix was in, obviously. My <laughs> over ticket on Gabe Davis. Hopefully he gets healthy. But um yeah, like Buffalo's got as good a shot as most teams. Uh and it's not Here's because about great... Buffalo. go ahead.
3: Here's what I'll say about Buffalo facing Baltimore. Here's the difference, I think, between Baltimore and a lot of these other teams in the AFC, that it, it might not be the sexy topic, but I think it's how they win. How many turnovers do you think Lamar Jackson is going to have in this game? Hardly any. And and jo- the turnover machine is what's going to cost him in the end. If If everything's equal, all things equal, Lamar Jackson will not be turning the football over at the wrong time in this game. Based on his history and his season he's had, his body of work, Lamar Jackson will find a way to make the right play and maybe not force something that he shouldn't at the wrong time. If if Baltimore gets up to any type of a lead and then we get Josh Allen pressing, that's where he's going to get himself in trouble, I think. And that's what's going to cost them a game against a team like Buffalo. I mean, against a team like Baltimore. Because the defense is going to sit back and say, hey, no problem. Just we'll wait for you to make your mistake. And when they do, guess what Lamar is going to do? He's going to drive down, and guess what, Jim? And guess what, uh, Coach Harbaugh is going to do, Dean? He's going to ensure that they get points. If they don't get, if they can't score, he's going to hey, 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 Justin, come on out and kick yeah. a field goal for us. And they're going to keep pushing the lead and pushing the lead. And if Buffalo can't score again, he's going to just keep taking more points. And there's going to be a combination of touchdowns, field goals, and that's how they're going to win. Mark my words. Buffalo loses this game. If they turn the ball over. If they well, turn it, the ball over more than once, they're dead.
1: Baltimore's not gonna hand hand them the game. They've been turnover prone, but in small samples in small samples, randomness happens. And certainly Baltimore can turn the ball over three times and the Bills can turn it over once, and that's the difference in the game. Like that in a one game sample, weird things yes. happen all the time in football. Um, oh, and I like agree. I of course the numbers say that Allen has been more turnover prone than Lamar. Like, of course, yes, that's the way it's but, but, been
3: but, but, but but outside of now I think is there safety coming back for this game, loops do you know what um, was that the, the uh Baltimore safety he got hurt last game um God, his name is eluding me right now,
2: I don't know, uh, but they also lost for Seale, or seal Douglas last night yeah
3: too. yeah, yeah, I know so I what said, would... like they're gonna be missing some guys, but hmm. if they come if, if if they I think if they get at least one of them back, I think they'll be fine on defense. Queen is still there. Line is still intact, like so. Hamilton, you think of push. Hamilton? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Hamilton. So if he's that, oh, yeah. I, I feel even better about this situation because their defense is going to be mostly together. Where, where once again, the injury bug in the NFL, it can cost anybody a championship.
2: Yeah, my mistake. You were talking Baltimore. I was uh, glued to the Buffalo injury report. Who they oh, okay. lost? for Russell yeah, Douglas yeah. last night. Who you know? I take PFF rankings with a grain of salt. I agree with some of them. Some of them I don't. He was number five P in the PFF rankings for corners. I don't know. Um, whatever. They're banged, they've been banged up all year too. It's it's been brutal for Buffalo too. No hypothetical
1: stuff. game in uh in Baltimore, like a championship game, Buffalo at Baltimore. Uh, Luch, what's the line? I got a I got a number in my head. What's what's the line in that game? Two and a half. Oh, I think it's at least three. I think three. it's at least three. Like three is like the safe number, right? They don't like to push off it.
2: Right, right. I
1: was yeah. thinking four. I was thinking four, but we'll, 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 what do you got there?
2: I guess it depends how good they look, like. Hypothetically, maybe Buffalo looks the next. The past, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recency bias. That's fair. Yeah, um, I guess I would take. T- I would consider taking it at a two and a half. I don't know. I, I, it's a lot to think about. Um, but uh, anyway. Listen, the first game on the docket. They're doing this three day thing, super wild card weekend. Like we have to wait till Monday to watch the Birds and the Buccaneers. Like, can't we just sandwich it into the weekend? I admit, and and I'm, we're not going on this tangent. We don't have time, but I just want to say, also, just like the NFL draft, I'm just Saturday. Give me a case of beer. Let's watch it with the boys Thursday night. Do a round. Like, come on. I don't know. It's a business, Luch. You know it's a business. It's all about money. money. Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. Chronologically, the first game is Houston and uh, hosting Cleveland. Uh, the visiting Browns are three-point favorites, 44-point total right now. We'll make this fairly quick, though. Uh, okay, Dean, who wins this game and why?
1: Uh man. I just want to say the, the Flacco conversation. Oh, two things. I, I know we're supposed to make it quick. Uh, I did Google. Apparently, Stefanski, as of July 2nd, January 2nd, was minus 1,000 to be coach of the year. So apparently he's going to be the coach wow. of the year. Um, Ryan's is plus 11, like 11 to 1. So I don't think anything's happened necessarily in the last week that would flip that. Uh, Dude for Indianapolis, also 11 to 1. Campbell, 15 to 1. This is according to Covers, Uh quick Google search. Uh, and also the Flacco thing, it's just so wild. It's more about the state of the, the, the other quarterbacks in the NFL with coming off the couch and he's like a top 10 quarterback in the league. It's more about everybody else than it is about Flacco, I think. But shout out to Joe Flacco. Um, I think, uh, I want to take the points just because, you know, give me, you know, I want to root for Houston, uh, Stroud's just kind of more fun, but, uh, Cleveland's defense is pretty good. I think Cleveland's defense is probably the difference in this game. I don't think cover or not, but I think Cleveland sneaks out with a W. Oh,
2: go ahead, chief.
3: Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a slightly sentimental piece here. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys, know this, but my sister in law passed away this year. Did you guys know that? Didn't, but I'm sorry to hear that. Oh,
2: yes, yeah, man. Okay. Sorry. Wow. Yeah,
3: my sister in law passed away this year, right before our wedding. Right, like you know, like like about a month, month and some change before. And as crazy as this sounds, man, you know, I don't I don't ever try to, you know, I'm not trying to invoke any type of super spirituality that's not what this is about believe it or not it would be fitting for the Browns to win the Super Bowl that was literally my sister-in-law's favorite team and they've been bad so long and it's like now they're good and she's gone you know what I mean so it's it's sucky I'm taking the Browns uh I'm not saying my sister-in-law's looking out for them. that's not what it's about but I'm taking the Browns for her like Browns you deserve to go kick some tail, like just go in this game, please. Um, So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Browns. That's my sentimental reason. The other reason is I do think they're actually pretty good. And I I think they're better than Houston today. Now, next season, CJ shroud another year, T, you know, players are going to start wanting to go there in free agency. I, but I'm with Dean. I think their defense is better today. I think Joe Flacco's experience if, if it's any type of late game heroics, I'm counting on Joe Flacco and his steady hand to to get them out of Houston. I think it's a close game, though, but I'm taking the
1: Browns to uh, to win this one. I don't know their salary situation, but like that's the nuts. That's the key to unlocking a championship. One of the big keys: elite quarterback on a rookie contract. Like yes. enjoy it while you can. Yes. Um, you got a, you got a couple year window. I don't know where Houston is as far as salary stuff, but um, you know, in theory, I would imagine they should you know you got to go for it and the NFL you got to go for it and uh you got a couple year window until you are really got to base round go ahead Luch.
2: no and I, I think um well i can tell you this in terms of cap space heading into next year and w- why i'd be worried as a jaguars fan tennessee houston indy 2 3 and 4 in cap space huh. all have rookie i mean will levis has the second year deal so it, it's a little you know not as good but they're not paying as much guaranteed money but you know, you have three. I mean, you can't really grade Anthony Richardson or Levis, but they both have shown flashes of okay. This guy can play. Um, and you just still have some doubts about Trevor Lawrence. This they got him the weapons. They got ETN, Evan Ingram, Calvin Ridley. I mean, this was supposed to be the. He regressed. You should, you, you should beat Tennessee and get in the playoffs this year. That was you know that was supposed to happen. So AFC South maybe quickly has a chance really- to to bring in some outside talent anyway. Um that division has quickly caught up to the Jaguars, who everyone you know crowned last year. They had the choke job. Uh or no. Who who had the choke job? did they lose to the Chargers last year? The Chargers lose to, they both Chargers, Chargers lost to them. Time, right? Okay, so that's what it was. Is that, that Sunday and, night game that was really goofy? Yeah. Or what um Yeah, down down Came back from down <laughs> twenty-eight. Yep. So just
3: a meltdown. And Staley so, still came back as the coach this
1: season. Whatever the question is, who is that team that had the big meltdown to end up losing in the fourth quarter? And that was 98% of the time, the answer is the Chargers. Chargers! yes. That's what I'm
2: saying. Was, Brandon, was, was it the Chargers? Yes. Was Brandon Staley the coach? Also Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, who who can be – Who can the, the reason I'm making a case for Houston playing devil's advocate is according to fantasy data points, uh, and Britt Devine does a great show uh, with some of their guys, by the way. He, before this week, and I don't think anything's changed, Houston and Cleveland were the best two adjusted yards per attempt uh, rushing teams in the league. So I know J, JT just had almost 200 yards. Uh, it happens, I guess. Who who can drop back and throw more and win this game? And, of course, you would like to think CJ Stroud is the better quarterback, but you know the Joe Flacco whether this is like the Nick Foles, Jeremy Lynn, like run of all runs I, in an unorthodox manner, maybe. But like you said, Dean, you look at that Cleveland defense on paper, Miles Garrett, Sedarius Smith, Greg Newsome, Denzel Ward. I mean, Tank Dell, I think his void might be a little bit, you know, a little too much here. And as good as Devin Singletary has been for fantasy, he's been really volume dependent. He hasn't really like wowed me. So I think the Browns win. I don't know if they cover. If I'm parlaying, maybe Browns money line. I don't know. I think it's going to be a good game, though. Anyway, anything else or should we go on to the next one? Let's move on. All right. Here's a big one. Dolphins Chiefs. We didn't talk about the Chiefs at all. I'm actually going through 60 Minutes of Football Podcast. No mention of Travis Kelsey. No mention of Taylor Swift. No mention of Patrick Moams. But now we are. Now we are. Looks like the line opened at one and a half. Looks like it's three and a half in favor of the home Chiefs right now. 44-point total. I think this is a really interesting game, a rematch of a international game that was played earlier this season. Oh, initial yeah. thoughts, initial thoughts, Dean. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I didn't get a chance to watch that game because I think I was doing the show Sunday. I feel like that was like eight or nine o'clock in the morning my time. Not mistaken. It I was, was keeping an eye on it like through like the stat cast or whatever. Um, I just think it's interesting. Like the Chiefs uh, historically awesome uh, offense, obviously it's plummeted this year, and Miami's offense, you know, which is just fabulous our defense is a disaster uh 47 and a half is the the the, the opening total and it dropped to 44 already like nobody believes these these offenses are what they're supposed to be or what they once were the chiefs just kind of are who they are like Denny green will tell you the chiefs offense is just uh I don't know who the mole is maybe every receiver on that team is the mole that's <laughs> just actively rooting against that team to uh score touchdowns uh the hook man they give you the hook the three and a half and Three, I would take KC, the hook. You know, you, you got to sort of think about it. Uh, love McDaniel, by the way, if I didn't say. McDaniel is just my favorite coach in the league. Uh, I don't know if you guys were watching the uh, the hard knock stuff. Just uh, his sort of like just demeanor is his general demeanor. is just so likable. Uh, I wish every coach was like that too many. I don't want to – I was going to say – it's not derogatory Meathead It's just like you – know, just that general sort of you – feel know, like that sort of like some people take that like in a negative. He's not that sort of like out – football guy you know he's a football guy but he's not like that as a facade if that makes sense um yeah he's just yeah. like a dude uh i'm rooting for miami i think but i like both of these teams as disappointing as Kansas city's been i am filibustering and i am stalling because i don't i i think the line's right uh but i think the chiefs win this game despite uh robo-doping this season right you know just kind of you know getting here uh kind of like underwhelmingly but uh, I, I'm still a, a Mahomes truther. He'll find a way despite his uh, his weapons. So I'll take KC to take advantage of this uh, rough Miami defense.
3: Chief, um, I'm going to be quick. Dolphins get Waddle back. They get most it back. I'm taking Miami. I don't. I don't Is think sure? enough. I'm saying if they get okay. if they get them back, I'm taking Miami. I, I listen. So, as crazy as this sounds. I think Miami can run away with this game if they got all their weapons.
2: It's it's Monday afternoon. Admittedly, I've only do- like dove into maybe two of these games. One thing that caught my attention was uh, Kansas City plays a lot of man defense. Of course, you know, NFL defenses don't run the same thing every play. I think they run like the eighth most man defense. Tua against man defense this year, 126.4 quarterback rating, 15 touchdowns, one pick. The thing is, he's terrible under pressure. Can Mike McDaniel, who's so good at this, manipulate that pocket with motion and fakes and looks? Uh, Is there enough in the playbook for four quarters to kind of manipulate that pocket for Tua? I think the line's right. I think I want Miami with the points. Uh, Maybe I'll actually make that bet. I think it's close. I agree with the movement to the under. I don't think this is going to be... You know, before the season, you thought, wow, Chiefs it's also only super cold. It's like zero degrees in this game. Supposedly. So uh I think I'll take Miami with the points this one. I like the under either way. Uh, you think the
1: media is going to talk about the, you know, the star receiver for the Miami Dolphins, Tyreek Hill. He used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. You think the, you think the media is going to bring that up? Is that going to be a topic you, of conversation? There <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Oh, there, there's video footage of it. <laughs> it happened. He had a great, before he even got to Miami, he had a
2: great run. Wow, I yeah. bet you how oh, Kansas City could use a guy like Tyreek Hill, says Chris Collinsworth <laughs> when he slides in, right? How Here's about a guy, a guy like Tyreek Hill? <laughs> I like
1: Collinsworth. I know people like to give good him. Ride, ride. But I enjoy him. I think he's actually really, really good and underrated.
2: He's been such a part of our living rooms for how many decades that it's hard to just say, nah, get out of my house, you know? Like, <laughs> I just want him there. Um, we talked about Bill Steelers. That spread opened at 7.5. It's now 10. We talked about the weather. The total opened at 43. I'm seeing 35 and a half. I'm seeing 35 on bet 365 right now on odds.com. So, Chief, you talked a little bit about this one. Bills, Steelers, what's your best bet? Who do you think wins? What, what, what difference is the weather going to make? Give, give me Bills. Um,
3: they went and pulled Leonard Fournette off the shelf, and he started cutting <laughs> into some of the James Cook workload. I actually do think that's a big deal for the bills to have a guy like him. That's probably a little bit more workhorse than James cook is a little bit more beef, uh, you know, behind the bun. So give me
1: bills
3: (laughs) outright. But I do think the Steelers plus 10 in bad weather could, could, could be, could be good, but I I like the bills to win the game though.
2: Go ahead, Dean.
1: It's going to be an ugly one, right? Like I think, I think we're going to see a lot of Josh Allen running. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of Josh Allen running. I'm curious to see what his prop is. Uh, you know, as the season the games get more important, he's more willing to run. You know, risk versus reward. We saw him running a bit last night as well, so I didn't see it, what his final number was, but he was on the loose a fair bit. Um, so I'm just, I'm definitely going to be looking out for that uh, total, the over on Allen rushing yards. Um, like it, it feels like this is going to be like a 17-6 kind of game, right? Like something along those way, along those lines, and Pittsburgh is going to do their damnedest, just, you know, Harris, 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 Warren, Harris, Warren, Harris, Harris, Harris. Like that, that's what they want to do. They want to run it right down their throats. They want to have that 10-minute drive, you know, and it's fourth and two at the, at, the, at the, you know, fourth and goal. It's like, do we kick the field goal? Do we take the points in this 10-minute drive? That that kind of thing. Um, I, I think Buffalo wins. They win ugly. 17, I said 17-6. The line is 10. Woo! Uh, I, I, <laughs> Oh uh, um, yeah, I, I think you know what? Ah, uh, jeez, I don't like it. The line's perfect. That's right where it's supposed to be. Well, it was eight and These a half. These guys are good. Eight.
2: These guys are freaking good, man.
1: <laughs> Turns out Vegas, it, it, those casinos don't build themselves by by accident. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, man, it feels like such a fish thing to say. Give me the Bills. You know, my, a minus ten in the playoffs. Like, I'll take the Steelers. Tomlin's going to get them up. <laughs> uh to at least you know they'll do their best but it's hard to get excited about mason rudolph uh i'm not a truther but uh no longer christmas right
2: is it interesting yeah. Though is it i mean every you know people the the field is caught up the public's caught up wow weather's gonna be bad weather's gonna be bad whoever you subscribe to whoever you watch they're gonna say wow 10 points with the steelers right uh vegas has pittsburgh with a whopping 12 and a half team total right now on pretty much every sports book. I mean, 17-6 is pretty – it could be pretty – you know, it could be – that sounds legit, man. I don't know. Bad weather favors the team that's inferior.
1: Pittsburgh's the inferior team. It it favors the team that wants to run the ball too, and it favors the team with the inferior quarterback. So, And, you know, Buffalo, I'm sure you're talking about building a new stadium in Buffalo, the people want a dome. Like, the island's built for a dome. Like, this team doesn't really work outside. Like, you can do it, sure. They can figure it out. But on turf, like this Bills team. You know when they're when they're full throttle, um, but Side yeah. Sidebar: Ten know. seconds. At this
3: point, every team should be in a dome. in, in, in this in in this day and age,
1: done. Traditionalists would say uh, otherwise. Like football, I remember my I, my, my dad. Sometimes he used to always say like, he, football is supposed to be played like in the snow and in the, in the elements." Uh, so I think be, I, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, and I think it's, it's better for fun. the fans. It's better for
3: their pockets I love, pocket I love
2: too. element um, games. <laughs> but imagine
3: it. a torrential downpour and all your fans can still come to the game and you don't have to auction them off for a dollar and fifty cents just so people can come to fill the stadium that day, Dean. Carolina Panthers have done this, and still no, you couldn't pay anyone to get in the stadium in that bad weather. But if you have a dome, more people are more willing to come out and buy your pizza because they don't have to worry about it raining on their foods. You see what those two games could be an extra million dollars. I'm
1: sure the only you one, by the way. To your point, actual humans, actual humans spent actual American dollars, put on pants, left the house week 17, and watched the Patriots and Jets in a completely miserable, miserable situation. Like everybody in that stance is like still there in the fourth quarter. Like she gets season tickets for life. That's it. Every season tickets for life. You you deserve it. You've earned it. Uh you have no right. There's a billion things you should be doing better than this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, shout out to if that game was being played in my backyard, I may or may not open the blinds. I don't know uh the, the jets versus, versus uh versus new england in week 17 week 18 i should say
2: i i said but, the uh, same thing i said i i was watching me and my girlfriend were watching the game i said the stadium's packed for this game you know i'm yeah. sitting there with, with a beer and a bag of chips and a grilled cheese or whatever we're eating i'm like oh, <laughs> have fun like i'm good <laughs> How much oh. would they have to pay you to go to that game? Like, honestly, if they, here's 50 bucks. Go to the game. No. 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 <laughs> Absolutely not. Door, I'd rather do it 50 no deal. bucks for food. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right.
2: Listen, I'm giving us 15 minutes. We got the three big ones we didn't talk a lot about. Oh, okay. right. We'll
3: be out before 50
2: Anybody's still here. If anybody's out there, I know Dean draws a following, so hopefully. Oh, yeah. But Dean78904, I don't know where those numbers came from, but, <laughs> but right. well, where'd they come from? Email nice that's the story really no. i wish there was a better story like,
1: I, I should have not said anything the the, the, the mystery <laughs> is better than the actual the illusion is better than the actual story i'm with you my draft oh, handle
2: is my name and sometimes i wish i was like wow i wish i was more creative when i joined draftkings.com when, Oh, <laughs> I, want to be good. I really almanac started. so bad but uh here we are real creative bunch we are here um packers cowboys jordan love ascending Ooh, there it is dfs sports almanac in case, in case you're not watching and you're listening, Dean just showed this. It's my
1: iPad cover if you can't. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Love it. It's not Love actually the Almanac, to be clear.
2: So what do we make of the Packers? Going into Dallas. Dallas winning. Philly losing. Dallas getting that two seed. Home, you another know, really easy. good at home.
3: This is another easy one. Dallas will not lose this game, okay? <laughs> the, the Packers are done. Dallas wins. Dallas, I think, averages about 37 points at home, roughly. I think that's what it is. Like the Packers can't; they're not going to be able to keep up. Dallas gets to lead. Defense pins their ears back. Michael Parsons gets rolling. You know, Jordan Love forces anything. Interceptions start happening. Dallas wins outright.
2: Seven and a half? Question mark.
3: I I, I would take the seven and a half. Uh, Dallas is going to run it up here.
0: They're I running think. it up at
3: home. If they were re- in Green Bay, totally different scenario. At home, they're running away with it.
1: Yeah, so I think Dallas wins this game, but I think we get a Green Bay backdoor cover uh, to break uh, the public. The public loves Dallas. You got the hook as well. It's not seven, it's seven and a half. Uh, not this year, but like going forward, I'm really excited for Green Bay. I'm curious what they're going to do because Love has certainly flashed potential. He's one of those guys where he certainly could be the guy. He can ascend, he can go the other way. I Both, neither would have really shock me. And this receiving core, like a super young receiving core, it could be really good. Like, Watson could be really good. Reed could be really good. Dobbs, Wicks has flashed out of nowhere. I might have been a college football guy. I don't know where he came from. I'm like, oh, this guy looks like he's competent. Melton, Octavia Wicks played at Auburn, by the way. I should know that, I guess, right? Auburn's a, like a prestigious
2: college close, for football. but close to um, home for Chief. What's that? Close to home for Chief. Fairly close to home geographically Yeah, I mean,
3: it's in the SEC. Auburn plays in the SEC. So, you know, SEC country where I live.
1: Many, many years. I, and ago,
3: I'm going to highlight Play. I'm an Ohio State fan but I grew I grew up in South Carolina I still live in South Carolina and the SEC is a big dog here so you know I still watch SEC football
1: let me give a story for 30s I know we're behind on time and all that but just got oh, I've well, been good, to Auburn this is I, I watched the game good. I watched the game in Auburn before it's pretty cool awesome atmosphere took a road trip when I was in college I'm dating myself and I was in college when I went to UCF University of Central Florida shout out to the Knights Uh, this was when, again, I'm dating myself, Dante Culpepper was the quarterback for UCF. And I went and I saw UCF play Auburn. And at that time, UCF was like nobody. Like they were just kind of a peon, but they were ascending, you know, Culpepper was giving them some credibility and all that. And they played a really, 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 really tight game against Auburn. And Dante turned the ball over. He pulled a Josh Allen, turned the ball over four times inside the red zone, maybe four times inside the 10. And Auburn barely beat us. It was really, really close. And the the next week, like a couple days later, uh, I had I happened to have my tickets still on me, I had my ticket stuff on me, and I ran the Culpepper on campus, and I had him, like, hey, you know, you mind uh, mind signing my ticket? And I told him, like, you know, like, you know, to make conversation, you can't just, like, and like hey, sign this, and just, it's, like, awkward for 15 seconds. I'm like, yeah, great game. He played the worst game of his life. It was a disaster. <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Like, yeah, you played a great game. He was terrible. Like, they they, they should have stole that game from Auburn, but the, that's that's the sort of way I think of when I think of Auburn. My apologies for derailing this thing, but there you go. Um, Nice guy, Culpepper, uh, in my uh interaction. But I felt bad, like, saying, telling the guy you played a great game, when, you know, he didn't. But what are you going to say? You were terrible? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that guy. Anyways, uh, back to the show. No,
2: no, it's a tough one. This is one game I didn't dive into all the way. I mean, Dak has played really well this season in, mo- in 80% of games. Um, The Packers, I know they like to play a lot of single high coverage. It's one thing I looked up. I think they play the mo- fifth most single high coverage in the league, and uh dac has the second highest quarterback rating against that coverage i don't live and die by it but uh i think i'm with you. i think dallas wins I, I can totally see a green bay backdoor in this one though uh, i do want to look into a little more jordan love but aaron jones being healthy is kind of the difference maker for me because i think he could do some things that might make this game a little uncomfortable towards the end so uh, i'm with you on the the backdoor cover look um how about detroit and in la did you know Matt Stafford played for the Rams? What? Yeah. <laughs> when? So, is that uh, him and Tyreek Hill. So they're in a dome. The Rams are hot. I don't know if the Rams are good, but they won like seven or last eight or six or last seven. And the only loss was overtime in Baltimore in the rain. Who says Matt Stafford can't play outside? So <laughs> this line's three and a half. And man, the public is just loving the Rams. and And I have a Rams ticket. Doesn't mean I, I just don't know how I feel about the public loving the Rams right now. Right now, scores and odds has 85 percent of the bets and 97 percent of the money on the Rams. And that thing has not hit minus four yet. So don't know. Don't know. What are your thoughts about this one, Chief? Initial reactions here?
3: I I think. People feel like Sean McVay is a better head coach than Dan Campbell. And I think I would tend to agree with them because I do feel like the Rams got more done with less. I can't, I can't go against Detroit at home, man. I, I just can't do it. I, I, I can't do it. it. It's they've been good enough, right? They've got the weapons. Jared Goff being at home, I think this is going to help him. Um, you know, Amon Ra got snubbed from the Pro Bowl, which made no sense to me. But he didn't make it. And I wow. listen. I I, I think I think this team. All they did, Dean Dean Blue. I think chips got added to the shoulders. This team is going to come out ready to play. Dan Campbell didn't even have to motivate these guys when you you start snubbing guys from the Pro Bowl team, and they're leading the division and have had a, had a good season for all intents and purposes. I think that's all the motivation they needed. I, I think the Lions are actually a little bit more
1: motivating this spot. I, I'm taking the Lions at home. I pulled it up, but I was curious. I thought the same thing. Like, I was on Monro, I'm not a Pro Bowl receiver. Uh, they only named four guys. And, like, I think – you know how this works. Like, uh, I'm good. I'm going to pass. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. I'm going to pass. And they keep inviting new guys. And then, you know, out of nowhere, it, it, it's like, uh, you, know, you know, Ryan Tannehill is like a Pro Bowl quarterback. <laughs> it's like, how did this happen? But Sidney uh, Lamb, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, and wait for it, Puka Nakua. Huka Nakua, uh, Pro Bowl receiver, which he's been great. And, you know, uh, awesome year for him. Uh, greatest rookie season of all time, uh, arguably. Him and Anquan Baldwin for a receiver. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Amon Ra did not get it. he
3: Amon Rao yeah. had a good season yet again, though. Like And, and his team played winning football from open, open the book winning, close the book winning.
1: He shouldn't have been snubbed, I don't think. They only have four. You can't say you can't say he was snubbed unless you tell me who you kick out. Who do you kick out in that group? Lamb, Brown, Hooker's Evans gotta Puka go. or AJ have to go. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm surprised they only have four. That's my reason. Add more, or is that that's it? I don't. That feels like not like a lot.
3: Um, and, and,
1: and and I'm and and the reason why I'm kicking them
3: out. Uh, Mike Evans has been so good his whole career. He's he's earned the Pro Bowl every year. Just keeps cranking out thousand yards. Old man might have a to go, right? He's getting the Jerry Rice treatment. Yes, yes, absolutely. I
2: I just feel like you have two average defenses. Detroit has a little bit of a pass rush. Secondary's bad. Uh, The Rams just aren't great defensively. Very average, like very average. Detroit should score some points here. Of course, I worried, you know, Jared Goff has a couple clunkers this season under his belt. That's for sure. Um, And the loss of Sam Laporte is potentially not helping me like want to just say yeah Detroit's got this again really nice spread here like that hook that hook on the three and a half is 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 is, but I agree I I feel like they win like you know like 27-24 Detroit 24-21 like I feel like that's like that's what it is just just good enough and uh the public is sad with the Rams including myself but with yeah I think they squeak this one out Detroit does Tough one i
1: remember uh when the season was starting i do the shit the pick six show with rebar and daigle and rebar rebar dropped the stat besides aaron donald this uh rams defense did not have one first round pick on it it was supposed to be horrendous coming into the season it's not been exactly. amazing but it's overachieved right um patchwork stuff uh you know speaking of uh you know the backdoor cover this feels like a backdoor for one of these teams or i guess the rams a backdoor if, if necessary but they're pretty even to me. I think the Rams offense versus the Lions defense, you know, Rams offense has the edge. Uh, Stafford's got them, you know, working. The cup is healthy, Nakua. Um, they can run the ball as well. Uh, give me the points. I, I don't know if this is like the sucker move being with the public. I didn't like the fact the public was on it, like you said there, Luke but uh, I will take the three and a half. Um, and I think Laporte is going to be limited even if he's even able to go, you know, and that's a that's a big loss for them. So give me the Rams.
2: Yeah, if I had to pick a side, that would be a money line. Like straight up, though, I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe it's a field goal game. And Detroit squeaks it out. The big one. The wheels are falling off in Philly, right, <laughs> or something like that. Again, I, I don't know if there's a wider range of outcomes in the Philadelphia Eagles as a team, but things have been downright bad for a long time, and I'm up here in the Northeast, really. Me sitting back here, my team already stinks. They're out, you know. I'm playing Mike Rabel coming back, draft pick stuff, you know. And they're like worrying about the game this week, so I envy them a little bit. But boy, has the has the tune on social media changed from Eagles? You know, joy, you know, even just walking outside of my house, going down the street to wow, our team sucks. We're gonna get back like the like that's not the Philly demeanor. Come on, now, like it is totally done a 180. My my Philly friends and supporters here are not confident whatsoever in this team, and maybe they shouldn't be. Right? They draw Tampa Bay, which is the worst playoff team, probably. I mean, from – maybe? I mean – Maybe. It's likely. Depends on the day. I I think
3: Pittsburgh depends depends on the day.
2: But, you know, what does Tampa Bay do? They limit the run and make you pass. On what planet has Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator, shown us that he can put a competent passing game together for four quarters. Devontae Smith's not 100%, right? A.J. Brown, tree is, is maddening why they're not using him. And for a long time, and on this podcast, Dean, like me and Chief have talked about the Eagles all year. And there was one point where I was still confident, you know, saying, you know what, the team's too talented. And at one point I thought, wow, like they're coasting to the one seed, right? Like October, whenever it was, maybe they just don't want to put some stuff on tape, right? I get it. Like if you can coast to that one seed and not show your whole hand, and uh, we've seen it in the past with, with plenty of teams, but then it got to the point where, wow, they need to win this game. And they're still showing the same garbage offensively. Um, and like case in point, right, Christian McCaffrey goes on the Manning cast, completely cuts off one of the Manning brothers during the Eagles game and says, oh, by the way, Dallas Goddard's lined up here in the Eagles in this. This is going to be a run play to the left. Boom. Like, I'm sorry. If Christian McCaffrey is willing to share that information on national TV or just telling everyone how predictable the Eagles are in, and this is another case in point of why just not having a super talented quarterback um, and the talent is enough, sometimes they need to be used the right way, is, boy, I just don't know about the Eagles, and it's a two and a half point spread, and Dean, what are your thoughts on this game? Another Florida team in the postseason. How about it? Philly losing
1: five of six. Manning cast is great, by the way, just as a side, I, I love that. Uh I'm not a big college football guy, but I love the way the college football, like ESPN does, like, the 17 different scenarios. Like, here's 10 people on a couch just hanging out watching the game. Uh, I might watch the the national championship game just for that reason and jump around and see, find my favorite room. Uh, 5 of 6 straight losses. Not, not straight losses, but for Philadelphia. One win versus the Giants. Of course, they lost last time versus the Giants. Before that, they did beat, like, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills. So it was kind of a gauntlet. I mean, if you want to give them any sort of defense, they faced the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills. They beat all the straight then they lost to the Niners, and they lost to the Cowboys again at Seattle. Tough spot historically, I guess. I don't know. I I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't have a good feel for it. You mentioned AJ Brown. Are we are we sure about his health? I know Smith is dinged. No. Brown went down yesterday as well. Um, you know the finger of hurts. I think it's a throwing finger, his middle finger. Um, I guess that's all going to be fine. But I guess it's something. I just I don't trust this Tampa team. Like if it was another team. I think Philadelphia is a little bit more vulnerable and they certainly are vulnerable, but um, I, I throw my hands up, man. I, I don't know. I don't have a take. You know what? I have a, I have Mr. Perfecto here. I don't know if you know Mr. Perfecto. He's like a magic eight ball, but you know, magic eight ball wasn't available. Mr. Perfecto was available the next day on Amazon. So he answers the same kind of question. So I can ask Mr. Perfecto a yes or no question.
2: Oh yeah, please do.
1: <laughs> is there a yes or no question pertaining yeah. to Sammy?
2: Yes, will the Philadelphia Eagles win this football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Mr. Perfecto, please grace us with your with your Wait, presence. Win,
1: win or cover? Win or cover. We want to know if they cover or will they win? Uh
2: what's more important? I don't know.
1: Covering is more important we don't who right. wins.
2: So well I'm, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing two and a half, but I'm seeing three on DraftKings and Bet Rivers right now. If we're getting three with Tampa Bay, will the Philadelphia Eagles cover, Mr. Perfecto? Well, I I have you- to I hold on. Oh. Will the Philadelphia Eagles uh, Philadelphia Eagles cover versus the Buccaneers,
1: Mister Perfecto? That's
0: creepy. Highly doubtful.
1: Highly doubtful. There it is, Mister Mister Perfecto has spoken. <laughs> not a definitive. Highly I like doubtful. he doesn't. He only says a definitive if he knows. But he's saying highly doubtful. So I'll wow. take the Bucks, Mister Perfecto. Is Mister
2: Perfecto a known commodity? And if, for those of you not watching, it looked like a magic eight ball that can talk to me. I don't know. <laughs>
1: It was something I thought on Amazon because I was looking for a Magic Eight Ball and like Magic Eight Ball available in three weeks. And I'm like, well, come on. I I, I want I'm spoiled. I, I immediacy. I want it now. So I settled for Mr. Perfecto for a couple weeks and the Magic Eight Ball's in the mail.
2: Well, Mr. Perfecto says Tampa Bay. What do you think, Chief? You're on mute. Come on, man. We've been doing this for 18 weeks and you just <laughs> you're You yourself. are
3: on the mat. 10 count is almost in the books. Everybody's thinking the bucks are gonna win here. And then in come the Eagles and do exactly what we thought, taking the Bucks. They're going down.
2: You know, you just wait for them to turn it around. Every week, Jalen Hurts saying, oh, it's a learning experience. We haven't played four quarters yet. We're in the playoffs. Are you going to play four quarters? Um, Talent-wise, you know, look at this team. It's just disappointing. And maybe they squeak one out against Tampa, but I just can't fathom a Super Bowl repeat with this Eagles team. Morale has to be. In the shitter, as they say, after that beat down the Giants gave him a couple days ago, right? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I'll take Tampa Bay in three points, whatever. But one win, and all of a sudden, everybody's fine. Everything's
1: all good. And the Philly Talk Radio is positive again, maybe.
2: Right, right. I mean, on the road, anything can happen on the road now. Different ball game. not at the link, right? Totally different ball game. So that's it. We have to uh, close out of here, but... Uh, I think we've told enough stories. We can hold off on on story time this week. Dean, thanks so much for your your better late than never arrival to the Food for Thought <laughs> podcast. Thank, yeah, thank you for having me on.
1: Uh, my apologies for rambling. I think I think we may have went long, but I tend to get a little long with it, and I get excited and I, I can just sort of jump in to talk about TV for fifteen minutes and derail the show. But uh, I'm that's what we're know, here for. I'll never be asked back. But uh, yeah, I do appreciate coming on here. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I I have no uh, hot take as far as who's going to win the Super Bowl. You, you said you have uh, some some uh, Bills tickets, like from, from forever ago. I do uh, actually. When down.
2: when they lost to the Eagles, I I bet on them. I didn't think they'd get any better. No, we don't need a hot take. But who do you who do you think is the Super Bowl matchup? Let me let me say that.
1: Uh, what's I, know, the thing? I, I don't want to give the chalk. I don't want to give the chalk.
2: The chalk's okay. I might, I might give the chalk. I don't know.
1: I think it's Buffalo, San Fran.
2: Chief, do you have a different take on that?
3: Oh man, I'm, I, this is this is my non chalky. Actually, hope it works out.
2: Did you say Jimmy Baltimore, Brown. San Fran, or Buffalo, San Fran?
1: I said Buffalo, and now I'm already second you're guessing it. I was gonna say no. Kansas City. I was waffling back and forth between KC and Buffalo, but I'm gonna. I'll, I'll stick with Buffalo. That was my first.
2: Is that how um, you truly feel? You don't have to not give the chalk, just to not give the chalk. It's okay.
1: I truly feel like it's wide open, and yeah. like, like it's genuine. I don't. It's not a lock that Baltimore gets there. I understand they're the favorite. I know why they're the favorite, but like I don't think it, they're like this juggernaut. They're good, but I don't think they're. And I don't think San Fran's like this incredible juggernaut. They're good. They're better than the other teams. But, you know, sure. the margins are not as, you know, great as one may suspect, in my opinion. Uh, I, again, parity. The NFL, if you could argue there's too much parity, it might be too much parity. Because there's just so many teams that are just like fine. Or, you know, kind of bad, kind of good. Um, which yeah. I guess is, has, there's positives and negatives, you can know, poke holes and all that. But, um, yeah, I'll stick with Buffalo and San Fran. But, you know, I don't feel great about it. Yeah. My, my answer is, I don't know. And that's not a fun answer. But I don't know.
2: Chief, let me hear it. What do you got? Uh,
1: my my chalk build
3: <laughs> is what I what I really think. I think it's Baltimore, San Fran. I think we get a rematch. My GPP build, give me Browns
2: Lions. Wow. So uh, I, I part of me thinks Baltimore, San Fran rematch. But honestly, once Dallas got the two seed and and home field for most of the playoffs. You know, if we get a I know they gave Dallas the San Fran gave Dallas the beatdown early this season, but you know, if we see a couple of blunders from block Brock Purdy, I, I think there's a chance that maybe Dallas goes in there and um, you know, wins an ugly game in San Fran. I don't I don't love it. Kind of like how you said, Dean, like I don't love the idea of, of upsetting one of the chalk, but I think Dallas could do it. Uh I, I think I think I'm going with the chalk though, and going Baltimore, San Fran, but I think San Fran wins. I I I think they get their revenge in San Fran wins. So if I'm going GPP, I'm sending Dallas um, instead of your Detroit pick. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm just going to not let anybody else talk before we derail the show any longer. But thanks again to Dean for coming on and my awesome co-host, Will Priester. Find him at Chief Justice Six on Twitter as well. And we'll be back next week. Have fun with the playoffs, everybody.